0: G-K-O-M-O. Ladies and gentlemen, this is DJ Shab, the hottest DJ in the South right now. And you are now tuned in to Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. And I'm telling you, it's about to go down, down, down. Welcome back to the Tia versus Fancy Cash Podcast. Today's topic is my mistakes do not define me. And I have my beautiful friend with me. The host of Tyria Talks
1: Podcast. Tyria, you want to see anything? Hi, everyone. My name is Shan I am the host of Tyria Talks Podcast. And I'm new in the podcast game. So you all bear with me. Be nice to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first episode will be dropping soon in the upcoming week. If you can follow me on Instagram at ProfessionalBaddy. And I'll make sure my Instagram name is tagged below. Tyria Talks podcast was created to promote God's kingdom. I think a lot of times in our generation we feel like we can't love God because of who we are. And I think in loving God is no such thing as a choice. It's a lifestyle. So Interior Talks podcast, we'll dig deep into that and you'll love it. I believe as you tune in each and every week to my podcast, you'll begin to get more in touch with who you are and your purpose. So I'm really, really excited. Um, I look forward to meeting you all, speaking with you all. My DMs are always open. And... I'm happy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me talk about the sponsor for this week. so this week's sponsor is at right now, and this person is like super duper special to me because during today's episode, we're actually talking about mistakes, and one of my biggest mistakes in life was probably like me in school, like academically, and just my behavior like that was just um uh, like mistakes that I made growing up and things that things that I had to go through. But this one teacher that I had stuck with me through it all. Like, she literally, like, saw past all the ratchetness. She saw past me being so misguided. Just, she saw past it all. And she saw, she saw in me who I would want it to be, but my environment wouldn't allow me to be that. And she literally has stuck with me throughout all all these years, high school and college. And, And now, actually, like, I'm grown and I still need her. So, Let me tell y'all a little bit about Right Now and um, their services. So go follow Right Now without me even telling you what she does. Just get on Instagram and type in underscore, underscore, right now. W-R-I-T-E-N-O-W, underscore, underscore. Go on Instagram and follow them. Let me tell you why you should follow them. They handle everything as it relates to writing, academic writing, business writing, including resumes and letter recommendations. She does t-shirts and you can find them on teespring.com slash stores slash write dash now dash shop and DM them on Instagram right now for all your writing needs. When it comes to recommendation letters, every job that I ever applied for or any type of program I needed, I would reach out to her and I would get it. Like hands down, because I would have the best recommendation letters. They were thorough. They, um, uh, papers in college. Like, I would always write a paper and say, please, can you look over this, edit it for me, tell me what needs to be fixed. I never, like, had a bad essay or paper ever in college. Like, I can honestly say, like, this this like sponsorship is like every sponsorship is special and means something to me but this one i want you guys to literally take advantage of this um opportunity because a lot of people don't know that there are resources out there to help you get these jobs get these recommendation letters done when y'all don't know who can write them for you um and get these papers and essays edited and get help with these like with these things there's there's no reason you should be failing english classes or literature classes in college or in high school because the help is there so follow her right now on instagram at underscore underscore right now underscore underscore okay so let's get into the topic for today which is my mistakes do not define me and siri i want you to go first and basically to, um, you know, just tell us what, what would you say people would probably define as a mistake for you?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing in my life, like my life is centered around this one thing that happened, and that would be teen pregnancy. And I think that a lot of people were well, growing up, were during, during that time... It was seen as a mistake and even I viewed it as a mistake um and we will discuss how I overcame that um so to get into it um at the age of 14 I became pregnant and by 15 I was a mom and this was a very very depressing embarrassing moment for me and it it took for me to get to know who I was and to get to know who I wanted to be in this world to overcome that. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, everyone doesn't have that. Everyone is not able to find that from within, you know. So that's one of the things that, you know, I was blessed with to always dig within myself um, and overcome everything.
0: So now, um, I mean, being that you are older, today we want to, you know, help people find a blessing in that and not view it as a mistake because it's not a mistake you know right um we all have to make mistakes but now that I'm older I don't even consider the things that I used to do mistakes I feel like each and everything I ever went through in my life it served a purpose I had to go through it to be this person that I am today because literally Had I not gone through everything I ever went through, I could not talk to people. I could not be this people's person and give so much advice and speak from wisdom because I feel, and speak with so much wisdom because I feel like the people that sit in here pouring so much wisdom into you, they had to go through something to be able to talk to you about this. So that wisdom came from pain and we all had those growing pains in life. Um, One of my biggest things in life, um, well, mistakes that I made growing up, I would have to say I was a fighter like all throughout high school, um, middle school. I was just a fighter and I am not embarrassed about it. Like I'm not embarrassed. I don't regret it. I feel like I had to be that person to be who I am today. And it's like sometimes I get very discouraged and I get uh I get in my feelings when people talk to me and they like to be like, "Oh, Tia, congratulations on this, but I remember when you used to... No, give me a real, like, compliment, a real congratulations. You don't have to remind me of who I am. I know who I am, and who I, mean, I know who I used to be, and who I used to be actually put me in a position to be where I am now, because me getting into all those fights and stuff in school, getting suspended, kicked out of all these schools, met Grand Park. I met some great people along the way. Like, I met people like um in some high places who literally saw past all of that like they literally used to it was like they would try to perform an exorcist like this is not you like I know who you should be like I see something in you like you need to get from around who you hang around and 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 channel this energy somewhere else and that's what I did and now like it's I feel like that part of my life that phase of my life it set me up to um Pretty much, like, be who I am today. Like, literally.
1: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and we do know that you're from Duval, so we can understand all the fighting.
0: <laughs> Girl. <laughs> and where you from again? Because I don't think you told people. I am from
1: Miami, Florida. Okay, and y'all the are crazy. Best city.
0: Girl, y'all are crazy in Miami. <laughs> but literally, um...
1: So you said something. You said people would remind you of who you used to be. Like I don't already know, right? Like you like don't the know old where me We st- come <laughs> from like the
0: old <laughs> me, not still in me. Don't like, right? don't tempt me now because I'm not that far delivered. I'm literally a working project. Listen, I'm a working at any moment. I can snap, Right. but I try to refrain from it because <laughs> one thing I can say about every every fight I ever got into, I'm cool with every single girl. Like, we literally speak, share each other stuff on Instagram, Facebook. We compliment each other, probably be each other, baby showers. Like, it was pointless. It, there wasn't a real reason for any of this. So, when I go and talk to these girls and these young girls in these schools and stuff around Duval County, um, and, and these alternative schools, I love kids. I love troubled teens because I feel like I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Like, had I not got it together and met somebody like me. Right. You know what I'm saying? In their shoes. I would not, you know what I'm saying, be, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I it wasn't I I take um what's the word? I take pride. In. No, I take um direction better from people when I know it's coming from a good place yeah. and when I know we can relate. Like, so when these teachers used to, you know, talk to me The teachers, you know, the nasty teachers who don't really care about you. They want, they ready to get you up out of the school. Yeah, (laughs) I was even worse with them. But it'd be, you know, that one teacher that looked like me and she would sit me down like, baby, I done did this before. I done been here. You know, talking to me, she meeting me at eye level. I was receptive to their advice and it calmed me down. I slowed down. Like I knew I had to make a change. But when I go and talk to these girls and these juveniles, because I used to be a, um, A mentor at the Juvenile Detention Center in Norfolk, Virginia, when I was living in Virginia. And I would go, and I would volunteer, and I'd talk to these girls, and those girls loved me, and I I, I loved them. I'm sad, like, we couldn't exchange contact information and stuff like that. Like, I can't keep up with them because I left, and, you know, it was just hard. But anyways, I would always tell them, you know how you in school, and... You the friend where you always guilty by association. Like, yeah. oh, I don't like <laughs> Shanteria because she hang out with Tia. That was always, like, I, it was never really my issue.
1: My beef, but I was yeah.
0: always, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, Tia involved too because Tia hang out with them. And you yeah. know me, I'd be like, oh, baby, I'm ready because <laughs> you ain't going to mess with my friends. And it was always that one friend. I know everybody listening had that one friend. You would get into an argument with a girl, and it's that one friend. It's her beef. But you the one with all the mouth. Like, you the one going at it with these girls because that one friend ain't doing nothing. Right. That one friend ain't said not a word. That one friend ain't fought. That one friend ain't never got suspended. But it's always that one friend doing all the talking. And then it was me coming through, ready to, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. ready to knock some like, like
1: Ready to go to war. Yeah, ready to go
0: to war about <laughs> my friend. And I literally tell these young girls that I talk to today, I tell them, you need to be that friend. If I could do it all over again, I would be i wouldn't be that friend it's like i would never be that friend but now that i'm thinking about it i should have been that friend you know why i should have been that friend because that friend with all the mouth she wasn't getting suspended from school like i was she wasn't getting kicked out of school like i was she wasn't um having homework to make up for and missing classes and failing classes because she not there to complete the work like i was but that one scared friend she was in class she was getting her work. she wasn't worried about it, you know what i'm saying Her her academics or her parents getting caught up to the school, you know, her mama being embarrassed because her child, you know, can't do right in school. But my mama was, and if I could do it all over again, I probably wouldn't change much. But I would be that scared friend because that scared friend got hers. And what was I? Right. In ISP somewhere.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that. Everybody,
0: yeah, everybody talking about the fight. Oh, I'm to talk to the town for about a good day or two. It's the different versions. Oh, she won. She lost. And then the and next, at that moment, the next day,
1: that was
0: cool to you. Yeah, Let's it, see, it yeah. was cool. i like, oh, I got stripes. You was out walking here. around with
1: bells like the WWE champion. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It was cool then, but right, now that I look back at it, what what point did I have to prove? Like all this school I was missing, the same girls I was fighting for, we was fighting together. We don't even talk. Can't even can't even call you for five dollars if I really needed it. So I tell these young girls like, just think about that. You you fighting everybody battles. Stop trying to be a superhero because I was a superhero friend when I should have been a scared friend because I would have been in school. You know what I'm saying? Getting stuff done.
1: Yeah. So volunteering at the detention center that's actually one of my biggest projects today. And when we talk about my mistakes don't define me, I think the key point in this episode is just to let people know that even though you did this you can still overcome it. You just have to choose if you're going to let something grow you or hold you, you know, bind Mm -hmm. to that. And a lot of times, see, this is why I'm so excited about Tira Talks podcast because people will look at me and be like, okay, she's starting a podcast, she's talking about God, but, you know, they would think they know me from Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. you know, and they'll look at me like, you talking about God, but I just saw you in the club. Like, I just saw you. Right. And you can be who you are it's and love, love God. God. Yes. yeah <laughs>
0: Yes. Girl, listen, if if I talk to all my friends about this all the time, how it kind of, like, hurt my feelings, how I do so much good, I, and people still want to talk about the high school me, like, I don't care because I feel like you probably don't like me because I don't. you know what I'm saying, put you one of your best friends, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I probably done fought one of your friends or something like that. or We probably got into it in high school and you still holding that on to me. So I feel like all you have to remember is me fighting, me fighting. But I done did so much good and people still want to hold on to that. And it's just like they can't look past that. And they say little stuff and it's like it's hard for me to be the bigger person sometimes because I know I got so much to lose. I know what I don't work hard for and I know how far I've came and how far I've come. And it's just like... You keep bringing this up. Whenever somebody talking about me, you want to talk about, oh, she used to be so dramatic and messy. Okay. And I can still be that person. Babe, I'm on the 24. I am not. I'm <laughs> not on Sarah Jakes Roberts level just yet. Let's that's not forget it. Like, I would love to be there, but I'm not there yet. So people really don't understand, like, I'm still human. And that's something I'm working on. That's something I'm working on, cause I was spaz out, and people they like that. They would literally push your buttons to make you be who you used to be, and I am not the same Tia from 2009, 2010, 2011, cause by 2012 I hadn't calmed down. But see,
1: you okay? So here, here's my take on it. I would yeah, say help me, cause would, this my therapist session. Help me, girl. You know, so I say all the time, and you could you you know this because you know me better than anyone listening you could say that i'm somewhere in between sarah jakes roberts and cardi b mm-hmm. like you know yeah. and you can put me in any environment and i'll thrive like i know how to be that ratchet girl and i know how to be that business exactly. driven woman you mm-hmm. know it just depends on which interior do you want do you want me to hope like do you need me to what you want me to do to right you? let's do it look
0: um some people like you better when you you know,
1: just be who you are, be authentic always, but okay, you said you said something and I I don't know but I think that when you're consistent with God when you begin to get into a relationship with God, you know like the fighting or the cursing or the clubbing, it come—it begins to cease. And you don't know where it's coming from. But as you dig deeper into relationship with him, you don't have to worry about that anymore because we're not in control. And that's what I want people to know. Like, the enemy is powerful as as we sit and wait on, okay, I'm going to wait. You know, like, for instance, you have drug dealers or scammers who's, who's like, Okay, I'm a scammer. I can't be into a relationship with God. Like, I'm not about to go to church and fake and act like I'm this person. But that's not what it's about. Because I guarantee you, if you go pick up your Bible and read your word, He will begin to speak to you. And that urge that you have to pick up someone's credit card, it will die down. Like, you're not in control of that. So, as long as you think that you are, you'll forever remain the same. And that's the enemy's plan. I think we should become more aware of how it works i don't think our generation really know like we throw around the word god a lot we say i love god i love god and that's the reason for my podcast um god is god created us he created this world he should be a part of everything Mm -hmm. that we do from the fight into the curse into the club into the church house like we have to include him because at any moment when he's not when we're not carrying him with us on purpose, the enemy can step in. Girl, take me to church. Listen.
0: Just listen. listen. Uh,
1: now, I'm not holier than thou, but I think um, my podcast will really be able to relate because I'm that 14 year old girl who was. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know. But, <laughs> but no, like, I can honestly say it took for me to, you know, get a mentor and actually get saved. And at first when I got saved, I felt like this not working. Like, um, did it did did I do it right? I didn't do it again. Because I it, I was around so much temptation, I was around the wrong people. And I had to change my environment. I had to literally dig deep, like, you tia you not this person. You you just being cool right now. You know, you done earned your stripes. You could sit this one out, just chill, start walking away. And I felt like the people who was around me, they didn't understand the shift. Yeah. They weren't ready to change. Mm. I was ready to change. Wow. I used to like cry out to God and beg him, like, "Please let me change." And what hurt my feelings the most was, I ran. Um, well, I tried in my senior high school. I tried to run for a senior class president, and I had I hadn't gotten any trouble that year. I had gotten no trouble at all. But it was a a guidance counselor, and she literally was like. Uh, I'm not signing off on this paper for you. Like, you wouldn't be a good representation. You know what I'm saying? Other school trying to run for senior class president. But this was me trying to run for this to prove that I'm more than just this this fighter. Like, I'm more than just, you know, this la grit living in ISSP or staying in the office. And all you're is is and Cash on the walkie-talkie. Like, oh, they fighting in the NX because Gray used to go down. <laughs> but I feel like I was more than that. And I tried to prove myself. But she wasn't, she wasn't with it. And that's something like... um now, like being no, being told no, that's like motivation for me. Like, that's 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 my drive. And you know how they say, you tell me no, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it two times and come back and show you. I got to film you. I ran for freshman class vice president and won. I ran for a junior senator and won. I ran for Miss Crimson and Cream and won. Um, Hail
1: Mary's <laughs>
0: like, like it was like a 3 peat like, and it yeah. was just like now, those same. Like all what well, none I didn't have the teachers who are still in my life to this day they were always in my corner they was always rooting for me and it's like now they walk around the school so proud of me yeah. like so happy for me mm-hmm. and it's like all you had to do was give me a chance like I could have been you know made a turnaround and that was my step trying to turn around but you didn't give me that you know how we always need like an outlet like everybody have like a hobby they love to to keep them from maybe smoking cigarettes you were going to eat carrots or something or you know to. <laughs> Just stuff that you do. Like, I like staying busy. Me being busy keeps me out of trouble. If I have, like, some type of title or position or just any, just something to lose, I, I know how to say sorry. Right. I know how to say, oh, no, 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 you got it. I don't want to argue. Know? I know how to pull you to the side because I feel like I got so much to lose. I can't disappoint this many people. So, arguing with you or fighting you, it won't, it won't. It won't do nothing for me. Like, right. this not what we're going to do. I know how to, you know what I'm saying, make that turnaround and just be like, um, I'm going to have to walk away from this. And I'm sorry, ma'am, you got it. You got this. You got it. Like, you got <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Um. So when we talk about mistakes and we talk about people from the outside looking in, we know that we can't change their mind. But we have to also know that we may not be able to change their mind or their issues, but we have to be able to protect our healing through it all. Like, we can't allow our neighbor to say, Like you said, that lady told you, okay, no, I'm not signing off on this. You'll never be, you know, you'll never be good enough. But she has issues within herself that doesn't... And, you know, you could have let that destroy you. Yeah. But you chose to protect your healing. You went harder. Like, I'm not going to let you tell me what I can't do. You just watch and see.
0: Yeah, and no, I, I am one of those watch and see people. Like, I love, you know, being told no, which takes me to my next point. Um, how we talked about, um your past coming back to haunt you like these mistakes that you made like people go to jail and it's like they can't get a job that they want or you know um they were promiscuous in high school they can't run away from his reputation or they used to steal so these certain type of family members just don't allow them around and um my my story my like the same instance of your past coming back to haunt you i'm 24 I got into a fight when I was fourteen years old. Um I applied for a job earlier this year. I've never known that I had anything on my record because I never went to jail. So I'm thinking, you know, I can get any job I want. Like I ain't never been in jail. You know, I never got arrested, nothing like nothing like that. So I'm like the cream of the crop. God had to humble me. Life will humble you. I had I was on my high horse feeling like once I got out of college, I was, you know, all that in a bag of chips. Wrong. So, um, I applied for a job and they did like a level two background check, like digging into everything. They was like, oh, in 2014, you got into this fight and, um, it was taken to the state attorney's office. I'm like, hmm, me? Like, you know, I'm thinking my record is squeaky clean. Like I have aspirations to go to law school and become the state attorney. So the fact that I didn't remember this incident, cause my mind is really bad. And I'm just like, they said, you got into a fight. You had a simple battery, um, for, uh, it was on a minor and I'm in my mind first thing I'm thinking is I never hit no baby I never hit no <laughs> child and it was like well this was in 2008 and I'm like in 2008 I was a child you know I was a minor they told me you know you would never be able to work around kids in any type of environment um because of that and that's a statue so we we you like this rejection is you know is final, final. set in
1: stone yeah
0: so I was depressed because I just knew I was going to have this job. Like, I was literally, like, the day before starting, that's when they called me to tell me, like, they, you know, couldn't hire me. They couldn't move forward with the process. And I was like, huh? So, um, something just said to you, like, that just don't make sense. Like, they're not going to hold something you did when you was 14 against you. Because at, at this point, I'm like, I might as well have been gangbanging and, and robbing and killing if you telling me you're going to take all. Like, what if I had went to college for this you know what I'm saying this this particular field that I was uh applying to work in and then I paid all these thousands of dollars to go through school and then once I get out I realize I can't work this job because somebody did in 2014 so I I appealed it I called the lady and I was just like um oh um I'm trying to appeal this I was 14 she was 14 I don't know why it looks like you know what I'm saying I would be around here hitting on minors but that's not the case at all and she was just like, ma'am, there's no way we'll appeal this. Like, people have done in the past, and there's there's just no way possible. Like, you know, it's just a done deal. It's noticed in our statutes. If you have any type of battery on your record, this, that, and third, like, she ha- she may have been 14, and you may have been 14, but it still says on a minor. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So I appealed it, and I actually went through the services that I just spoke about for um in my sponsorship right now, This the sponsor ad this week right now. I went through them. And I had them help me draft up my appeals letter. Something said, check the mail before I got to Tallahassee. Well, before I left to come to Tallahassee last Friday. And it was a letter in the mail saying that my appeal has been approved and I am now eligible. Come
1: on, guys. Right, girl.
0: Right, right, right. And I am now eligible to work in this particular field. And this homecoming up was personal, honey. Like, this was <laughs> personal because I felt like, I felt like, This was like a test. Like, this was like, you know, you are this this great person now. You've done so much, giving back and redeeming yourself. But you still got some people to answer to. Like, you still got some things to address. And getting that letter in the mail, I literally cried the whole way to Tallahassee because I felt like my mistakes do not define me. Come on! Like, I did this, okay. You know, I was young. I was stupid. I was trying to be cool, you know, but That's I'm,
1: not who I am.
0: That's not who I am. And I had to explain that. I had to express that in that letter. Like, that's not me. Like, this is just something I did when I was 14. And it escalated. It got bigger. So, just imagine those people who go to jail for things that, that they
1: do when they're minor. Just,
0: just, they just young and dumb and being cool. And they spend the rest of their lives behind bars. And that's why I literally, like, rejoice. Because I go on these... These detention centers, and I talk to these little kids. and These alternative schools, and it's like they love me because we can relate to each other. But I'm like, I'm talking to you now before I go any further, and you don't have a chance of making a turnaround at all because I was once here, you know. And it's just like, if you don't get it together, you know what I'm saying? Like you need you need something to like push you to get it together. And I I I I try to be that push for them because it could have been me, you know that fight. I know I look at who I am now. If I would have went to jail because of that fight or it would have went escalated to something like super duper terrible, I could have been that same child sitting in jail for thirty and forty years, life thrown away and I know, you know, I had it in me to be a better person.
1: Right. I agree. So you talk about how you turned something that was bad into, you know, something a
0: negative into a positive. positive. Right.
1: For me, me becoming a mom at the age of fourteen, I feel like um, that's what I had. That's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I became an adult that I realized this was predestined. This is who I am. Like, there's no other way that I could be Shanteria, all that I am. Bless God. Um, you know, there's no way that I can be who I am right now if I hadn't went through this. Right. And I realized, like, being a mom is who I am. Like, even with my friends, I'm a mom first. Mm-hmm. Imagine being 14, 15 years old, like, really. Having to be a mom. And, you know, my support system, thank God for my mom. My mom was amazing. Um, But there's a lot of times where I had to figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. I had to do this. And it helps me with who I am, who I want to be, what I want to do for the world. Um, my whole theory in life is, God, what can I do for your people? If I'm just doing it for me, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to share this with Everybody, I want to save everybody. You know, I can't go to heaven alone. Cause if my best friend in hell, then I'm not gonna be happy. Yeah, you know? you're right. So, um, I think that when you talk about a mistake, you have to really like dissect the word mistake, and you have to, you you have to change it for the better.
0: You're right. So you spoke about your support system. Um, I want to know, you know, just about the te- the whole teen pregnancy. Um stigma and just just the whole narrative behind it's just negative like people look at it it's like so negative and just they they're just so against it they hate the idea but everybody having sex i don't agree with it i'm not for it don't ever you know what i'm saying take my words on this podcast and think oh yeah she's supporting and all for um teen pregnancy no but these um 14 and 15 year olds don't look like they're 14 and 15 these days and they're exposed to so much on social media they don't act 14 and 15 so you have to literally ask these little girls how old are you you know i see little girls all day every day they taking you know first day of school pictures face full of makeup i don't even know how to do my own makeup and i know they're not booking appointments That's how i book appointments to get their makeup done so these like kids are not like us so being that you know when we was 14 and 15, it's not the same as these new 14 and 15 year olds. Like how was your like, um, confidence level? Like, did you ever just feel like giving up or were your, was your support system in your face so strong?
1: At the time? Um, so at 14, I was definitely not into a relationship with, with God. I was figuring out who I wanted to be. Um, <laughs> I just recently discovered who I wanted to be a few years ago. Um, but I could say the stigma behind, you know, being a teen mom, this is even what I thought when I found out that I was pregnant, like, I'm not gonna be anything. I'm never gonna amount to anything. Like I just messed up my whole entire life. Like I'm a f- everyone is gonna judge me. I'm embarrassed. Like this is this is bad. At fourteen years old, you couldn't tell me that I would be here right now. Right, a mentor, a right. podcast host. Come right. on goal oriented you know an amazing mom a woman of god come on proverbs 31 yes ma'am. you couldn't tell me that i would be this person i would be this woman i look back now and i'm just always like still amazed and i'm able to relate back to my 14 year old self even now and heal parts of me that are still broken right um so um okay to sum it all up the whole story was i think if I could digress a little, I think when you, when you said you don't promote teen pregnancy, I don't either. Um, I support it, but I don't encourage it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never, you know, say Showing it's okay yeah. to be a teen mom. Mm-hmm. But I do have a very, very soft spot for teenage moms or teenage dads because I feel like everyone is looking down on you already. Let me, come on, let me pull you up out of this thing, like... Let me bring your confidence you up. Love, I did right. it. You can do it. This is not the end of the world. Right. Um, when I was fourteen years old, I was I hit it for six months. Like my mom didn't even know. And the reason of that, like I didn't like you said, these young girls, they're wild. I wasn't like that. I was a straight A and B student. I was very respectful. I was always home on time, like, you know. And this will be another episode for later day. But if, you, if I could really be honest, I think that um, the result of me being a teen mom was because I never had a dad at home. It, it's, it's not until like now that I'm really getting close, not even close, but I'm getting to know my dad. So I was looking for someone to know you, tell me they love me or tell me that I was beautiful. Um, and then my mom never talked about sex or, and you know, at 14 or 15, she shouldn't even have to talk about this, but when you step out Mm -hmm. into this environment, Mm -hmm. parents have to know that you have to have this conversation at home, you have to have, you you know, your kids have to be comfortable with you, but anyways, that was my story, Um, my mom never talked about it, I didn't have, you know, that much of a foundation, Mm -hmm. so I decided to be grown, (laughs) and um, I hid it for six months. Even when I first had my son, one of my regrets is that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Um, people, you know, my friends came in the hospital room trying to take pictures. And I'm like, no, this isn't something to be proud of. And that's because the people around me wasn't happy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, at 14, they were like, this isn't even supposed to be happening.
0: I feel like a lot of people's biggest, um, downfalls in life is lack of support. Um because it's, it's, it's a mindset thing. It's, I, I I believe in speaking life into my friends and changing negative words into positive words. Like we could be, you know, if I'm like, I'm talking to my significant other and he, you know, mad about his day at work. I'm like, okay, so did anything amazing happen for you today? Like outside of all of that, what good is happening for you today? Like, what are you working towards or how can you change um your day you know what i'm saying like once you get off lunch break you venting right now but moving forward what can you do you know to change that or could you you know get a get from around this one person or that manager that's aggravating you could you you know take a breather walk off you know walk around like just what can you do and i think that that's like it's it's all about who you are around because had you been you know loved on and told you know we're gonna get through this like um, it's okay you know at any end of the day you, you can't unring the bell you you already pregnant baby gonna be here stop reflecting like me and you just was talking about this. like you said something earlier and when we was at brunch and you was just like you was just nagging about something I was like T, that's not what I asked you what can we do to move forward like what was we talking about I don't even remember but I was just like that's not helping it what can we do yeah, yeah and I just feel like you it's just who you are around and Mm -hmm. a lot of people lack that support they feel so discouraged about mistakes and mess ups and 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 rejection they let it beat them up and have them feeling like they're not good enough when all it takes to that one person just come into your life and just say i've been there before Mm -hmm. let me pour into you let me love on you let me you know talk you through this it may sound like so hard now to see the bigger picture but you gotta start having tunnel vision you gotta start thinking about the end goal like okay i'm going through this now but think about what you've been through before and what you have come through you know yes. think about everything in your life that has went wrong that has you know what i'm saying at some point but it's been made better mm-hmm. stop being so easy to give up or call it quits to throw the towel in because when i tell you i don't care what social media look like to a lot of y'all But these past two years of my life, since about 2016, have been a complete roller coaster. High points, low points, like exciting points. And it's been so many times. Even within the past couple months, I've just been so ready to throw the towel in. And God will throw the towel right back at me like, nope, not It's not time yet. (laughs) Yeah, it's not time. Like, it's not time. As
1: long as you have breath in your body. Come on. Yes life. Um so to answer your question, no I never thought about giving up. Well, well, let me go back. I did think about giving up. But had I gave up, I wouldn't be where I am. Had I had I given up back then, I wouldn't be able to mentor and pour, you know, hope and love and forgiveness into people. Um I think that once you get outside of your normal environment, miracles start to take place. You have mm-hmm. to get from around what you're used to. Right. Because from the music to the family friends, members. Family. I'm telling you, yep. they will hold you in bondage to what they think you are, who they think you are, but they don't even know you. You have so much to offer. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't care what you're going through. You have so much more. Like you have to overcome it, number one. And number two, is it's gonna get better. Is it get worse before it gets better, so
0: okay well before we wrap up today's episode were there any more points that you wanted to make about um mistakes not defining you
1: um i i think we cover you know a lot of good topics i'm so honored that you you know you have me on your podcast um do make me blush girl child listen (laughs) um when we talk about mistakes i wanted to um talk about the definition of a mistake um so mistake is defined as an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. And when we talk about mistakes, you get to define what a mistake is. You know, it's not what other people think mistakes right. are, but it's your mistakes, you right. know, and do not let your mistakes define you, but let them grow you. Let them encourage you to be better, to do better, um, to want better. You know, a lot of times. I don't think we know who we are and who we want to be. And if we just get into that foundation of who, we, who we're who we going to be in this world and stand firm on it, the world will be a better place.
0: You're right. Um, so if you are listening today, I want you to take this with you. We are not using the word mistakes no longer. Like, throw it out your vocabulary. Write it down. Rip it up. No more um, of the word mistakes. If you learned that vocabulary word in first grade, second grade, just take it out your vocabulary the word for 2019 and beyond is lessons like what you go through is a lesson it's not a mistake you had to go through this God wanted you to go through that God got you where you are right now in this very moment for a reason and you will see why sooner than later if you just have faith and hold on like a lot of people are that may be listening they are in church they aren't really biblical they aren't really religious um you and you and I'm not saying you have to be that way. You know, what I'm saying to overcome mistakes. But I just want you to know, it's a lesson. It's a lesson in everything. Stop saying the word mistake. Throw it out your vocabulary. You aren't a mistake. The 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 things that you have done in the past weren't mistakes. They were lessons. Don't regret anything that you've ever done in the past. Grow from it. Um, it's it's defining you. It's building character. Um, don't let anyone you know define your mistakes for you because some people out here living reckless and they so quick to judge you and that's not who you are um so before I uh go I just wanted to you know give my little sermon my little speech or whatever like that and Amen. I to, no girl I needed your word because this was a therapy <laughs> session like today this was therapy for me I needed this podcast more than anybody probably but um thank you for being a guest I am like elated that you agreed to do this with me. I know I got on your nerves all weekend, but I felt like you were the best person for this particular topic, so I appreciate you um to all of my listeners, you know um rate and review the show, check it out on um the Apple iTunes podcast app or the anchor app um you know each and every monday um Tune in to the Tia vs. Fancy Cash podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Rate and review the show. And check me out on all my social media handles. um, Tia vs. Fancy Cash on Twitter. Instagram at Fancy Cash. And I'm going to let Tia say anything she got to say before we close out.
1: Thank you all so much. Um, I encourage you all to follow me on Instagram. And tune in to Tia Talks podcast. Thank you so much. Tia, my dear friend, for having me. Um, You know, this is a platform for you. You're doing amazing things. And I call you a lot of times for advice. And you've been great. You've been really, really great. Thank you so Um, much. Thank you all. And until next time. Until next time.